Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for Thursday, June 27th. So today we're going to be in Leviticus, and Leviticus is a book that's not read very much anymore. Part of it is because of some of the holiness laws don't really pertain to our culture as much. But if we learn anything from Leviticus, it's that we are called to be a holy people set apart for God because God is a holy God. And so we'll read a little bit today, and and some of the language is a little different than maybe what you might expect God to say, but the people um, came to discover that even in the midst of some of the most difficult times in our life, that God would not give up on them, even though at times it kind of sounds like it in some of the text here. So Leviticus chapter 26, verse 32 I will lay waste to the I will lay waste the land so that your enemies who live there will be appalled. I will scatter you among the nations and will draw up my sword and pursue you. Your land will be laid waste and your cities will be in ruins. Then the land will enjoy its sabbath years all the time that it lies desolate and you are in the country of your enemies. Then the land will rest and enjoy its sabbaths. All the time that it lies desolate, the land will have the rest it did not have during the Sabbaths you lived in it. As for those of you who are left, I will make their hearts so fearful in the lands of their enemies that the sound of a wind-blown leaf will put them to flight. They will run as though fleeing from the sword, and they will fall, even though no one is pursuing them. They will stumble over one another as though fleeing from the sword, even though no one is pursuing them. So you will not be able to stand before your enemies. You will perish among the nations. The land of your enemies will devour you. Those of you who are left will waste away in the lands of their enemies because of their sins. Also because of their father's sins, they will waste away. And here's the good news. In case you're wondering, that was all bad news. But if they will confess their sins and the sins of their fathers, their treachery against me and their hostility towards me, which made me hostile toward them so that I sent them into the land of their enemies, then when their uncircumcised hearts are humbled and they pay for their sin, I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and and I will remember the land. For the land will be deserted by them and will enjoy its Sabbaths while it lies desolate without them. They will pay for their sins because they rejected my laws and and abhorred my decrees. Yet in spite of this, when they are in the land of their enemies, I will not reject them or abhor them so as to destroy them completely, breaking my covenant with them. I am the Lord their God." But for their sake, I will remember the covenant with their ancestors whom I brought out of Egypt in the sight of the nations to be their God. 
I am the Lord. So yeah, passages like this are tough because in, in the beginning, it it sounds like God is just going to completely almost wipe out um, and allow the enemies of Israel to wipe them out. I think a better way to think about this um, is that if if a parent has a child who continually disobeys and who continually uh, gets in trouble with the law, eventually the parent will remove the hand of protection and allow that child maybe to stay in jail for a few days because that's the loving thing to do. And, and so one of the things we see in the Old Testament is that Israel continually broke the covenant. Israel continually uh, turned to worship idols, the Baals. Israel continually kind of mixed their religious practice with the practices of those around them. And so in in that case, it was as, as though God removed uh, God's hand of protection, if you will, on them. And, and they kind of reaped the consequences of their sin. And, and I think it's a, it's a good thing for us to remember. God loves us so much, and God has grace and mercy for us. But when we refuse the will of God, and when we continually reach out and do our own things, and when we continually kind of... Um, sin and, and create chaos and havoc in our lives, um, eventually we reap uh, what we sow. And so we we may go through some really rough times that we've kind of brought on ourselves. And at some point, um, although God is always gracious and God is always willing uh, to forgive, there's a sense in which we bring some destruction down on ourselves. But then the last part of the passage is a kind of a reminder that even after the worst time that they can think of, and this is a time we would call the exile, um, where they're going to be scattered from their lands. It's being told here they'll they'll be taken over by other countries and they'll be pulled away to other countries. They'll be removed from their homeland. Uh, but even in the midst of this, if they will confess their sins and the sins of their fathers, um, then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham. So God will be faithful even when we're unfaithful. And so in the Old Testament especially, sometimes uh, the Old Testament sounds a lot more violent and part of the way that I understand that and um, that I think you could maybe understand that is it's written in a violent time. It's written in a much more barbaric time. And so uh, the writers of Scripture used the language they had. Life was more barbaric than the life we live now. And so they probably pictured God in more barbaric ways than we would be uh, okay picturing God. And so... Um, as they wrote, they wrote to the best of their ability as the Spirit enabled them. But they still used their common language, and it was a much more uh, violent and barbaric world that they lived in. And so what I want us to see, rather than all the harsh words that are in this passage, is to see that God will not forget the covenant and that God um, will respond to those who confess 
um, as God always does. Um, God comes with forgiveness and mercy and grace, um, and God will remember the covenant, and they will be his people. And, and that's good news for us, too. When we have gone wayward, um, if we will confess, uh, God remembers the covenant that he made with us, the covenant of the blood and the broken body of Jesus Christ that we celebrate in the Eucharist. And God will remember that covenant, and God will come to our aid as well. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning. I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.